Today in Science from Wired. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Today in Science from Wired. Gymnasts make the wolf turn look easy. Physics shows it's not. The spin seems simple if you're just watching it on TV, but it's a complex move that requires understanding your center of mass. By Rhett Elaine. If you watch gymnastics during the Olympics, you've seen the wolf turn. It's a skill that can be used on both the floor and the balance beam, and it's basically a spin on one foot while in the squatting position with the free leg stretched out. Some people think it's too simple of a move, but these people are wrong. Just go ahead and try it yourself on a smooth floor while wearing socks. It's not only a super complicated gymnastics element, but understanding the physics behind it also depends on concepts like forces, torque, and the moment of inertia. I already wrote about those, so for now, I'll focus on the difference between the center of mass and the axis of rotation. Balancing in the center of mass. Let's start with the center of mass. Just to be clear, I'm really going to be talking about the center of gravity. However, on the surface of the Earth, the center of mass and the center of gravity are in the same location for any given object. Yes, this has to do with gravity. The gravitational force is an interaction between objects that have mass. Most objects consist of many different masses all connected together. In the case of a person, you can think of them as being made up of a bunch of molecules. Each of these molecules has a mass, and each is attracted to the Earth with a gravitational force. But who wants to look at the individual gravitational forces on 10 to the 27th different objects? I, for one, do not. Luckily, it turns out that you can assume that the gravitational force acts at just one single point in the body. That point is the center of mass. Note, I have a much more detailed derivation of the center of mass in a previous article. Now, let's see what this has to do with the wolf turn. It starts with a simple experiment that you can do at home, carefully. Stand up on your left foot. Now, take your other leg and stick it out to the right. In order to prevent yourself from falling, the rest of your body has to lean a little bit to the left. If you don't want to fall over, your center of mass has to be over your contact point with the floor. With two feet on the ground, you essentially have a much larger contact area, the distance between your feet. So it's much easier to stay upright. If you're on only one leg, it's harder. And this is what a gymnast does with the wolf turn. She has to center her mass over her foot or she'll fall over. I'm not going to model an entire human body. That's way too complicated. 
Instead, I'm going to make the simplest model that can still balance on a single point using three masses forming a triangle and connected by very stiff springs. Why? Because with the springs, I can actually calculate the forces on each mass. That means that each mass will have three forces acting on it, the downward pulling gravitational force and the force of two connecting springs. With these forces on individual masses, I don't need to worry about the physics of rigid objects. Trust me, it gets complicated. However, since the spring forces change as the masses move, I will need to break the motion into small time steps. Let's use one thousandth of a second intervals. This means that in order to analyze the motion for one second, I would need to crunch the numbers one thousand times. No one has time for that, so I'll make a computer do it. On Wired's website for this article, there is a diagram of a three-mass spring-connected human. In this version, there is one large mass at the bottom and two smaller but equal masses at the top. Everything is symmetrical, so you shouldn't be surprised to see that it balances in the middle. That red ball at the bottom is just an object that the whole thing sits on. It's like a balance beam. The center of mass for this spring human is right in the center over the contact point, which means that it remains balanced. But what if you want to do a wolf turn? In this case, you would have a smaller mass sticking out farther and a heavier mass closer to the pivot point, or the balancing foot. This is also represented in an image on Wired's website. Yes, it is just an image, and it's really balanced. If you run the code, you can see that it is indeed stationary and doesn't tip over. It seems pretty clear that it should work. I mean, we humans do this all the time in order to stay upright. Spinning about an axis of rotation. If the wolf turn was just about balancing on one foot, it probably wouldn't be an Olympic-level beam routine. It's the spin that really makes this thing so difficult. The great thing about building my three-mass human model is that I can also make it spin. If you take a hard object, like your phone or a wrench, and toss it into the air, it's going to tumble. We call this a rigid body rotation, and as I mentioned, the physics gets super complicated. However, with the mass spring model, the same calculations for the balancing will work just fine. So here is another diagram of the rotating object with two equal masses evenly spaced. I added a vertical line to represent the axis of rotation and to show that it passes right through the balancing point, the foot. Again, I really don't think there are any surprises here. Everything is symmetrical, it's balanced in the middle, and it rotates about an axis that goes down the middle. But wait, what if we rotate the non-symmetrical case? Let's see what happens. I should mention that I added a sideways force to the bottom pivoting mass so that it wouldn't fall off the support point. Just in case it's not clear, this object is balanced at the pivot point, but won't rotate about a fixed axis. If you wanted to force it to rotate around that vertical axis, you would need to either exert an external torque on the object or change the position of the masses. Like I said, rigid body rotations can be really complicated. There's actually another real-life situation that's just like this. The balancing of the wheels on your car. Even if the center of mass for a car wheel is right on the axis of rotation, its actual axle in this case, the wheel can still try to wobble while spinning. The solution is to add some extra small masses to the rim of the wheel until its axis of rotation is in the same direction as the axle. But what about the wolf turn? How does a gymnast keep rotating about a vertical axis? 
Well, there's a big difference between a human and three masses connected by springs. A person has the ability to change the location of different body parts, like their arms. During this turn, the gymnast has to remain balanced on the beam and dynamically adjust her body to keep her axis of rotation vertical. It's obviously not easy, but that's what makes it an Olympic move. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more science news at wired.com science. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.